Welcome to Talk GA, our podcast on anything and everything Grand Archive. I'm your host, Mark from Solar Games. And joining me today is, as usual, are my co-hosts, Eva and Fomi. Um, hi, Eva. How are you doing this week? Great. I love not having COVID. Oh, it's, yeah. It's oh, fantastic. must be nice. F- Fomi, how's, how's COVID? I don't know. How's your COVID? Okay, we're... Well, I'm good now, so uh, I'm not passing passing COVID to everybody, but I did give it to my whole family, so oh, that's no. awesome. I still have a bit of a cough, but I'll, I'll try to keep it in for the podcast. That's why we got all got tea. Thank you. Yes. Mark brewed it himself. I, yeah, yeah. I, I grew the grass and everything. Uh, yeah. So, um, a little housekeeping item before we get started. Um, we, this this Talk GA crew, is doing a spoiler video for ALC, Alchemic Coal Revolution, which is the next set of uh, Grand Archive. It is dropping in January. Um, so we our video, our spoiler video, will be available on this channel on November 2nd. So that's when it will be uploaded. I can't give you any specific times, but on that day, you'll see it, and uh, you'll be surprised. It'll be a good one. Uh, just also kind of interesting. We haven't seen the cards yet. Nope. At all. So we will be reacting to it just like we're all going to look at the cards together, basically. So we don't even know what we have. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. <clears throat> all right. So on to some quick hit topics for this week. Um, upcoming tournaments. So Eva, do you want to tell us about like, I feel like I feel like Grand Archive just has so many events. Every episode we have, it, we're either talking about past tournaments or we're going to new tournaments that's going to happen. So tell us what's coming up soon. You say every episode, but we've only ever had one episode. We're gonna have like five hundred, five hundred episodes. Treat every episode like it's your hundredth episode. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So we are all very, very busy preparing for regionals. Um, the FTC regional season is coming up. There's thirteen, I think, right now announced uh, throughout the world, and we got one. The very first NorCal regional in San Jose, Ooh! California. NorCal regional. Yeah. The three of us are the stream team. We've been working. Pretty hard. Foam's been making overlays for the stream. This guy's casting. Um, Eva's making all the crazy videos and motion graphics. Making videos. I've been I've been practicing my shout casting at home. You don't, <laughs> you don't know about it, but yeah. It'll <laughs> be great. It'll be great. Yeah. Next topic is going to be a quick market update on FTC. So as you guys might know, um, we had our FTC trade-in event. So this is the whole. Uh, the adjustments that the team, uh, the, the Weebs team, basically built to kind of staunch the bleeding of the FTC market crash. It actually worked super well. Uh, I think it made one of our friends a millionaire, basically. <laughs> um, oh, a singles market, definitely. Yeah. Um, better beer stonks. Yeah, the stonks on, on Belf. Better, better beer, beer, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. So, so anyways, um, some quick updates on that is the dust has settled on that market. I took a look maybe about three, four days ago. And right now it looks like, you know, everything is really reasonable now like obviously incarnate majesty being that it's a playable card is still pretty expensive like 15 16 but it's no longer like 30 dollars right you don't have to pay like a lot like it's not 120 dollars to run a deck that runs this card um bedivere has come down to i think it's like eight or nine dollars <laughs> now remember there is more trading events so these ascents that we're going to have at auckland and I, i'm assuming for ontario you will still be able to trade in a full set of um ftc full play set of ftc um, for more um, promo cards. Has that been they confirmed? Yeah, oh. I, I know Auckland was guaranteed. I actually thought about doing another set for Auckland and flying out to <laughs> But uh, maybe, I'm not going to be that aggressive, yeah. Uh, but yes, I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming they're going to do it for Ontario. 
but I'm, that's that's assumption. But yeah, Auckland for sure. That was on the original posting as well. Okay. So if you're if you haven't done your trade in you're, or you're missing a couple cards, I think my my personal opinion is this might be a good market to do that. It does look like there's still more FTC cards out there than I guess we previously thought or people are everyone who want to trade in has done it already. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to jump right into our main topic for today. Uh, I think the first thing this is probably what everyone was talking about is the ban and restricted announcement. This is a pretty big yeah, one. So I've been waiting for this one. Fomi, tell us. Yeah. Um, so to nobody's surprise, well, maybe just my surprise, uh, they banned Avarice and they banned <laughs> Reckless Conversion. Um, there was kind of some noise that maybe it wouldn't be Avarice. It would be Ascension. Oh I actually was advocating for this one. No. Uh, yeah. Ascension would have been too I, much. No, I think it's still good with Avarice without Ascension. It, there's kind of like pros and cons to, to banning each one. I thought it would be Ascension because uh, it really m- limits the design space for future swords. So like if you make a sword and it costs like 10, mm-hmm. like you can you can usually balance how powerful a card is by making it cost a lot. Yeah. But with Ascension, it just bypasses all that. So no matter how much it costs, it could just whip it out. Um, so they can never that means they could never print a, a super powerful sword. Um, but I think Siladar brought up a good point, which is uh, the the converse is also kind of true, which is uh, having Avarice limits the design space for certain types of effects, such as flicker effects. So these are like Zephyr and other cards that you know bring things in and out. Yeah. Um, so that means, you know, like if you have Avarice still in, then you have to kind of like ban two cards, which is like Ascension and um, any flickers. Yeah. So I kind of see the point there. And I think Siladar is also saying they don't intend on ever making Regalia that's that powerful anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like not really going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they do have powerful effects, they could make them have like specific class bonuses or elemental bonuses that lock it out of being ascensioned yeah cheated into yeah so they have so many knobs that they could tweak to like make it not horribly like confining for the design space okay so overall i think it was a good choice same thing with reckless conversion because you know it leads to basically taking another turn mm-hmm. um and then I hate it. I yeah hate it so much you just sit there, and then the other yeah. person's like, "Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna reckless." For, first, it costs like it costs zero, yeah. and then they bring their entire hand back, and then you just gotta like wait for them to play out their entire turn again. So uh, until yeah. they get another reckless, and then until they get, yeah, they get a third sure, turn. sure. Do, do do you guys remember that um, store championship where I played? I think Justin. Yes. Yeah. And then he did that to me. We were sitting. I mean, you guys were all watching because we were going mm-hmm. OT. Mm-hmm. But he was sitting there five minutes on his turn because of. Three, I think three reckless. Yeah. Right. And I, I was like, I thought I had him, but then he just got the right cards to loop another one, loop another one. Yeah. Uh, it was especially like kind of problematic because it was an untimed turns yes. after time had run out. Yeah. And so, you know, the rise like, well, I'm just gonna sit here and think extremely carefully yeah. about how to maximize my reckless. Yeah. Um so yeah, good bands. But yeah, I think like removing ascension would change too much about the identity of how Crux plays, right? It, it would be super different. Yeah, whereas Avarice is just like... It's just a sword. It's, it's just but like, like I love draw. that like, I take like some random like crappy sword and then I, like, I get my mega sword out. You know, there's like some anime moments. It I is love about very um, fate-esque, which I think people <laughs> like about it. Um, 
But I thought, you know, Avarice, it would be still fine as a late game sword that like, oh, I'm going to like banish some floating memory and, you know, drop a bunch more card, two more cards. Um, because late game, there's not as much use for floating memory otherwise. That's that's my um, justification for why Avarice was fine to stay in if you ban Ascension. But again, I can see it both ways. Sorry, I, I interrupted on, on that. I got so excited about Ascension. That's Please awesome. finish your thought on Ascension. Oh, I think I finished. I can't remember. <laughs> okay. It does it have to do with Prismatic Edge? Oh, I love Prismatic Edge. I know, right? Like, <laughs> can you imagine if they ban Ascension and you can't ascend to your best sword? Oh, it feels so weird. Yeah. Just pay for it, but... No, yeah, I'm not paying for it. I'm never going to pay. I'm not going to pay for it. But you always begrudgingly <laughs> Ascension into Avarice. You wanted to always Ascension into Prismatic, but like, because it was much better to Ascension into Avarice, you're like... Oh, me? Yeah. No, yes. Oh, yes. absolutely. I would always have like indecision of like... Because I really like Prismatic, mm-hmm. but I'm like, everyone everyone does Avarice. Everyone says drawing cards is better. So I'm like, which one should I do? But now I don't have to, I don't have to make a decision Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anymore. Just, just go for the one that uh, sparks joy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, and I think the problem with cards like Avarice is if the card is so much better than any other choice... It's a must include, and it actually gives less variety for decks. Sure. So now, like without Avarice, mm-hmm. okay, pick whatever sword you want. Maybe your end game sword is not going to be prismatic. It might be some other sword, and that I think gives actually more variety. Players have like you know more variance in their deck, and just feels more like you know there's options, choices. Not like I have to. These are seven cards that are always locked in for my deck, right? Totally, yeah. and you're already seeing that increase in diversity. Yeah. Like uh, within the crux pass pack- package. Like, people don't really play Infusion or didn't play really play Infusion before. Uh, they very rarely played Spirit's Blessing, although Savan did bring in the spice <laughs> that one time. Um, but now, like, the Lorraine deck is transformed into something completely different and it plays both of those cards. Um, it's like kind of like a, a multiple attacks, yeah. put everything on my big sword and like draw a bunch of cards deck, which is like seems to be a lot more on brand anyway, too. Yeah, or or the other one that we talked about the other night, right? Why not run the in soul into majestic? Like it's yeah. a, it's a like, and, but now that's opened up so much more avenue because we don't have to do. In fact, we can't do loops anymore, the way that we did it before. Anyway, so yeah, I think it's a good it's a good change. All right, so moving on to Proxia's Vault, it's another big part of the BNR announcement. Um, you want to talk about Proxia's Vault for me? Yeah. So uh, first, what is Proxia's Vault? It's uh, basically a way for them to inject uh, brand new cards immediately yeah. to have a very quick impact on the meta to address particular issues that they're observing. Um, and these cards are proxyable by anybody. Yeah. You can print it and just take it to your store and play. Yeah. Um, and if, you know, if maybe if they're doing having the desired effect in the future they'll actually put it into the main a main set of something mm. um they're not meant to stay around forever it's like a, a year i think it's one year since the they're they're out they're legal um and so with this bnr announcement we got our first proxia's vault cards uh the first one is scepter of lumina and Ooh. um the other one what is it stone scale band. band yeah and um yeah, there are some really interesting cards. Uh, Scepter Illumina is a water regalia. You want, would you like me to read that card? Yes, please. Okay. Help right, me say so, my throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I got you. Scepter of Illumina. So both these are material 
deck cards, uh, regalias. So Septum Lumina is a water material. It has a materialization cost of one. Uh, it's a regalia item, Cleric Scepter. And it reads, as long as each player controls a water element champion, you may activate this card from your material deck. You still pay its cost. Whenever your champion levels up, deal four damage to target champion you do not control. And then for five and banish Scepter of Lumina, you can draw two cards. Love it. Love it. Okay. (laughs) Water players. Water players. Let's go. I mean, yeah, it it, it speeds up games. (laughs) So so tell tell us like about what the purpose of this card is. Why was it created? Why why is this a proxy lock card? I think Eva... I mean, you you can attest to how long water mirrors <laughs> typically last, right? Yes, yes, we know very very well. Mm-hmm. I, I always ask Eva, like, did you finish game one yet? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, like, so you're zero we'll zero time, time. <laughs> and then and then we're like, all right, Eva, what turn is it? And you're like, we're still on game one. <laughs> Our local game store was like, do you want us to change it from BO3 to best of one so we have a better chance? <laughs> like, <laughs> but we have a lot of people that love water yeah. uh, at uh, our locals. Um, so yeah, this card was printed to speed that up. You know, you'll look, hopefully get in like four, eight, maybe 12 extra points of damage. Um, so it's like as if uh, their starting health is half. Yeah. Um, which... I don't know if it's actually. I don't know if it's actually spitting it up that much. I don't know. I, I've been seeing players just like just purely get the two cards off of it, which I think is interesting. Uh, yeah. it's like they don't want to keep it around. It's for, just value. For the damage. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. Most fireballs, like we can do 11, 12 damage. We feel really good. Two of those, right? So that's what we're looking for in game. And by the time you get to uh, level three, you have already done your 12. So you only have to just make 12 more. In my deck, I do 28 damage <laughs> with uh, Scepter Illumina. I've been playing the crap out of this card. <laughs> it is so much fun. Um, yeah, uh, it it is basically the key missing piece from uh, Fog Xander, which is a deck that I've been trying to play since the beginning of FTC when they released Intervey Knowledge. If people recall in the, in the first talk, GA, I was like, oh my god, I really want to break this card yeah. with... Uh, Xander Korhazi's Chosen, yeah. which you keep re-leveling and de-leveling uh, the level 3 so that you become stealth and spell shroud every turn. So annoying. Your opponent can't kill you. And now, I don't even have to like play things to kill you. It just eventually <laughs> will kill you by itself. Okay. Um, and, it, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, Mark and I had some good games. <laughs> with, uh, Do you agree? Uh, I mean, true sight, but yeah. Dude, you, you have like barely any true sight. I, no, that deck had no zero true sight. It's true, yeah. And, uh, you know, fracture eyes, there's, you know, uh, sword seeking pretty much on sight. And okay. fishing accidents are for the, you know, majestic spirits yep. or the uh, uh, Carls. Carls. Get all those true sight allies out of here. Yep. Yep. It's true. Cool. Uh, second card on the Proxy's Vault is the Stone Scale Ban. I'll read the card to everybody so they know. Uh, it is a zero-cost material regalia item, Tamer Artifact, that is Terra elements, so these are advanced elements. Um, class bonus, on enter. Discard up to three ally cards from your hand and or memory and draw that many cards. For one and tap, until end of turn, you may activate ally cards as though they had fast activation. Let's talk about this card. <clears throat> That's a lot. Yeah. Good for Terra. Good for Terra. Yeah. Good for, good for Terra. More, more than good. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, I had the privilege of playing against this card. Uh, Rheumatic was actually running this in his deck against me. And uh, when, when I saw this card, I was not impressed. And then when I saw him play it, I, I think it was game one, I realized when he didn't do something, he, he forgot to vanish, by the way. So he didn't actually use the first part of this card at all. <laughs> uh, he, he thought it was any time. It was supposed to be on enter. I realized this card is insanely good because the way that it feels if you play it, it actually can make it feel almost like a reckless conversion plus a avarice kind of combined together. Um, but you don't draw cards. You do. You banish three allies from memory. Then you draw three. What does that feel like? Reckless conversion, right? Yeah, but you don't go up on cards. And then you don't go up on cards. That's true. But then, then you can start playing your allies, right? And if your allies, let's say there's some allies, right? Because it's not allies, it's not beast or animal. So any ally, let's say you have allies that say on inter draw card. Now you can go up on cards. Then you recollect and then you play your actual full turn. So there's a lot of shenanigans you can do with this card. And remember, it costs zero. So you go to Terra, you just grab it. Oh, yeah. It's not like you're going to, oh, go to Terra, pay some cost. You don't have to worry about that. You don't need floating memory. You're not going to hurt your memory by going down cards on this card. So I think it's a very good card. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It like basically doubles your turn. Mm -hmm. um, you, on recollection, play half of your allies, recollect it all back, play the rest of your allies. Yeah. And it's like a lot of what tamers are looking for is that like game ending. And I think they've gotten it because one of the weakness of tamer, especially when, when they get to level three, is they can, of course, cast their like very expensive cards, but then their turn's over. They have to kind of go to next turn and do something. This card has made basically tamers go, well, I can just end it on this turn because I can yeah. do a mini turn and then do my full turn and I win. Right. Yeah. It's like tamer was lacking the explosiveness that this. the other classes were capable of. Yep. Um, where like Tamer's like thing was it would play one thing and then it would get killed and then they play another thing and yep. it would get killed. Yeah. And now it's just like boom 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 record like boom 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 you're dead. Yeah. And because it's fast speed, all this stuff is happening in that pre-recollection phase. Yeah, your your opponent's just sitting there watching this stuff. Yeah, if they put a bunch of cards down into memory because they think you can't have explosive turn, they're absolutely wrong. Uh, like basically what I realized. Yeah, I, I fell for that too. I'm like, what can you do? You're like, I, I, I've got this game down and then I died. Yeah. All right, so moving on to next topic, we're going to talk about Ascent Houston. To be Okay, so for everyone on the audience, we're this podcast is supposed to be released like three weeks ago, right? <laughs> and of course, COVID plus people like, you know, you know, just everything got in the way of us actually getting this podcast done. But we still felt like it was good to kind of share our experience about Ascent mm -hmm. because we didn't do that officially in any other uh, platform, means, whatever. So uh, let's talk about general overall experience. Sorry, I just wanted to add, today is literally the very first day we can film this podcast since Ascent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right after Ascent, you got sick. Yep. And then we went to Yeah, Europe. we were traveling. We were traveling, and then you got sick. Mm -hmm. And then, like, literally, like, you just stopped being contagious. So we were like, we gotta film, we gotta film our yep, podcast. Yep. Go, go, go. Yeah, this yeah. is like the, yeah, as soon as I was negative, yep. we're like, okay, time to film. Yeah. We, yes, we're, we're not trying to delay the podcast. No, we, this is not. really the first time we could do it. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, so general overall experience. So fun. So fun. Amazing. Yeah. Unforgettable. Um, so special. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's like, you know, we can go back, like, let's say 20 years from now and be like, yeah, we were there for the first official J event, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yeah. you know, like, I think I, I, I remember seeing Roger on the first day. It was like Friday. He was sitting there, like, holding down the fort. There's a bunch of, like, boxes behind him. It was like, oh, man, I'm so scared. Like, what if... Like, it, it's real, but, like, what if, you know, like, this is not enough room? Do we, like, prep enough? Is the banner looking good? Like, he's so worried about all the little 
details, right? How it's going to run. We're going to have enough people. What if sign-in takes like three hours and we can't yeah, get the tournament yeah, yeah. started? You know, stuff like that. It's 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 and it all kind of worked out. And their their team is small, so I was right. very impressed. I was very impressed for their first event. They work hard. Yeah, yeah these guys, they're really uh, they're pushing themselves to um, you know make the players happy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there are two main events at Ascent: um, Path of Steel and Path of Silver. So um, I was participating in Path of Steel, which is like the competitive event. Top 32. Uh, Dude, congrats. Top 32. Top 32. 18. 18. 18 yeah, forever. You I made had, day two. That's, I did that's incredible. Um, yeah, it was really good. Um, I I got lucky, I think. I did not see any of the true champion gaming decks uh, until very, like, top 32. I saw one person not from their team playing it. And that player definitely felt was a little bit more new. And so there were moments where I saw, like, mistakes. But it's like... It's like top 32, so I'm not really going to say anything during the game. But afterwards, we had a conversation. I told him, like, hey, if you play this order, that would be a little better, etc. So there's that. Um, I had a, I had a, I almost like got DQ'd out of, not, maybe not the, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the story. Let's, let's tell the story. Apparently, I, I cause problems everywhere I go. So for funnies, I thought it'd be funny if I filled out my uh, reg, like deck list card as Mark from. But Mark, first name Mark. First name Mark. Yeah, and then last name is from Solar Games or something like that. Anyways, like, is that not your name? Yeah, is that not your legal name? <laughs> <laughs> Did your parents not name you? Probably Mark, Mark from not Solar Mark from Games. Solar Games. Actually, is my real name. Um, and then, and then, of course, like you know, I don't see my name on the list before like game one, right? Or, and then I'm like, so I walk up to the judge corner. I'm like, hey, I don't see my name on there. Uh, and then <clears throat> one of the judges is like, no problem, we'll add you in there. And then so he added Mark Solar Games. So I was like, oh, cool, it's good. And of course, I sit down at the table that I'm supposed to be at for game one. And then within about 15 minutes later, Romana comes over and says, hey, Mark, you know, you're supposed to be playing Ver at table 32. And I'm at like, let's say 60 something. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. Like, I'm like, so then I look and here's what happened. <clears throat> so I got added as Mark Solar Games, but I never got confirmation that which one I was being used. Right. And so I actually didn't see when I was looking through the list. I did not find Mark Solar Games. I found Mark uh and my real last name. Mm-hmm. And then, so I sat down where I was like, well, if there's another Mark, my last name, uh, at this event, they're going to tap on my shoulder and say, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, I thought it was another Mark. We all thought oh, it was yeah. another Mark. <laughs> so I was like, well, I have to sit somewhere, right? And then that never happened. So I figured that must have been what they entered, right? They figured out my game, name, real name, whatever, and they entered that, which... So you never gave it to them? Or did you? What do you mean? Your real name? I, I didn't give it to the, the oh. anybody. Weird doxing thing happened. No, there. no, but this is Eventbrite. So like when we buy tickets oh. from Eventbrite, I think they use your. Anyways, so he's like, "You're supposed to be playing Ver at table 32." So so I stand up, and this whole thing, basically, Romantic was like, "We might have to give you a, a like a match loss, not a game loss, match loss." And right in round one, that would have been devastating. Yeah, you sending me to, to lower brackets. Mm-hmm. If I hit any deck that's like anti my deck, I'm really looking bad, right? So I was, I was like, oh my gosh, I really tried to do all the right things. Uh, luckily, when I think, you know, we Egg, Nog did like, head judge Nog was like looking at the situation. He says like, how about we do, and basically we worked it out where I just played the rest of the tournament as my like real name. And then that was fine. So ended up okay. I did not get a match loss. I did win my game one, which uh, match one, yeah, round one is pretty important. So yeah, it's good. Met a bunch of really great, awesome people. Um, yeah, so uh, there's a guy named Peter. I met he I, apparently he's a TO in like uh, 
ooh, Austin, no, Dallas area. Uh, super funny guy. If you ever meet Peter from the <laughs> Dallas area, or if you, Peter, if you're watching, great, best conversation. And because it was like round seven, everyone's tired, right? And he's just like so jokative. The whole time, he's like very funny. And I was like, this is great. Let's, you sit down with people sometimes and you know it's going to be a good game because people are so like funny. They're so like just, they're just going to have a good time, right? And and even though we're battling basically for top 30, 32 spots, it was still a fun, yeah, fun experience. So it was really good. So thank you so much, so much Peter, for the great experience. Um, that's Steel. Awesome. Let's talk about Silver. It was so much fun. <laughs> Path of Silver was unexpectedly like the most hype thing. Yeah. And you wouldn't expect that yeah. uh, from Path of Silver. Uh, for people who don't know what that is, Path of Silver is basically the competitive collecting uh, tournament. And if you're hearing that, it sounds like, oh, then it's just going to be a competition of who's the biggest whale. But it was far from that. Yeah. Um, and of course, like, yeah, you have to be kind of a whale to be <laughs> to be even a, a, a contender. But like, just because you spend a lot and have a big collection doesn't mean you're going to be like a winner or even the top eight. Yep. It's really about maximizing the points. And so this is how the whole thing works. Um, each card has a point value. Yeah. And so you can just sum up, you know, the point value of your cards. You know, foils are worth more than non-foils. CSRs are worth more than that. Um, but layered on top of that are set bonuses, which is um, certain groupings of cards will give you additional points. Um, and so these are like combos. And nobody knows what the combos are until the day of the event. So now it's like a real battle of wits. Like, who has the ability to f- figure out how to maximize these points based on a collection? And it's actually like a pretty complicated mathematical problem if you think about it. Um, so whoever can come up with uh, the way to calculate uh, this maximum score within the shortest amount of time is very likely to win. So you, you need not only need a pretty sizable collection, but what most people would do is just like uh, pool collections from a bunch of people so they would be like a team. Um, but you'd also need like very good uh, statistical thinking to be able to put, pull that off. Well, our friend Lee. Our friend Lee. Yeah, got, okay. got first place. First place, Lee. And uh, I mean, <laughs> if you know anything about Lee, he's like completely deserves it like this 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 guy is i mean i mean yeah he's a programmer um and he's you know been thinking about like how to solve these kind of problems for quite a long time he and benton have been preparing for silver for like a while yeah and you know there's a lot of different strategies you can employ you know um actually he was pouring over code uh you know basically the entire first day of path of silver and I, I swear it was like in that room it was like the floor of the New York Stock Exchange where like it was like I need I need a Merlin right now who has a CSR Merlin and then like you know people will like be like no I, I got it I got it I got you I got you, I got you. Binder, yeah. yeah what about what about the combos so was it beneficial to try to max out all the combos so if you, you like was the winner the person who did all the combos but so the combos are worth different amounts. So you want to get the highest number of points with the least amount of cards. It's because, oh yeah. So the thing is, um, uh, you have to submit a collection of 50 cards, yeah. which is not a lot. Um, so with that small pack of cards, how do you maximize your score? Um, yeah, and it was just like so much energy in the room when they were doing the uh, award ceremony. That was so hype. Yeah. Like, 
Oh, I think we'll never forget that feeling. Yeah, yeah. I, I would never have expected to see that from a collection contest. <laughs> right. That photo of Lee, where he's like about to drop all his prizes. Because <laughs> <laughs> he got so much like boxes of stuff, whatever, right? The trophy and everything. It's, yeah, it's insane. Uh, Eva, what do you think about what do you think about prizing? So I think you participated in silver, right? Do you like the, do you feel like the pricing was good for Path of Silver? Would you recommend people do Path of Silver? Well, I don't, like, what was the pricing even? Oh, I mean, we haven't they made received. It? There was that playmat, right? The Inspiring Call playmat. I thought it was really nice. We, oh, yeah. Did, I don't think we got that. What? Did the we? Inspiring Call? Yeah, we have the playmat. But I think, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we did. But we they did, have yeah. to ship us the... We got them. The, they came in the mail. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, okay. I got I got them uh, safely stored away. Oh, okay. I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, I haven't actually opened up the package yet. Oh, okay, okay. Well, Tell we'll us what the cards are. I don't even know what the card... What, what, what did you get? Is there a card? Uh, yeah, it's the inspiring call. It's like... Um, like, uh, basically, if you... You have to pass a certain number of points. And if you pass that points, basically, you, you get a bunch of stuff. I don't know how they did this so well. It was like... Just generous, generous enough so that almost uh, almost everybody could get it, but you have to like put a lot of effort into it. Um, so that was kind of like a stroke of genius. Yeah, yeah. Like I am pretty excited actually to do Path of Silver again. I feel yeah, like it was time. I feel like it was yeah. a really fun challenge, okay. and I, I am a little bit biased because I like like organizing data. <laughs> like it's like a, it's like putting together a puzzle, right? Yeah. Um, and like spreadsheets, <laughs> it's like, it's, it was my jam for some reason. Um, that and also working together as a team with all our friends in a hotel room, just like being like, who has a foil, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I have, I have that. Like, oh, this set is better than this set. Oh, I have the card for that. You know, mm -hmm. just like the energy was so much fun. Nice, nice. And then um, did you, do you see people trading for cards for Path of Silver? I, I, I. When I first saw saw this thing, I thought that was gonna, what's going to happen. Is there, there's going to be a lot of like trading on the floor? Mm. Was there a lot of that happening? I mean, we were borrowing <laughs> a lot of cards from each other, but I will say that Lee bought at least one card after after he figured out his optimized list. He was like, "I need to buy this," and he went downstairs and uh, came back up with, oh <laughs> with my his purchases. God, that's so crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. What card did you buy? Curious. Maybe we should... Are we allowed to should we say? Let's just keep know. it on the, okay, just in right, case, right, okay. because this <laughs> is like, I think that because he identified this before anyone else was yeah. part of the reason why he got first place. So much secretive. <laughs> I don't it's know. like more <laughs> secret than our deck list on Steel. No, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's even more skill intensive than, I'm joking, it's not, that, it's not more skill intensive than Path of Steel, but okay. it's surprisingly skill taxing. Sure. And we, we want Lee to win the Path of Silver at Nationals. Okay. Or was it World? It was <laughs> World? either Nationals or World. Universe? Grand Archive <laughs> Universe competition. I'm a world <laughs> champion <laughs> collector. Like, yeah. Just imagine having that yeah, title. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. That's the goal. Cool. Oh, and they said they would, they would make it harder in subsequent mm -hmm. uh, versions of Path of Silver. Mm -hmm. um, so the you know the combos might have more creative combinations or multiples mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah. Oh, another thing is that um, our friends got really passionate about the Grand Archive lore. There were mm. a lot of little Easter eggs hidden within the oh, themes. Yeah. That that was super fun to discuss. Like just like even little things like. Um, the fact that Crux site was listed in Merlin's theme set just confirms mm -hmm. that the person in Crux site is Merlin and not Lorraine. Just stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, that's so like a little little fun that's Easter awesome. egg. That's awesome. And like a tale of two swords. Like it sparked an entire conversation. Like Connie has this long spoiler <laughs> talk with all of their sto story speculations. It's great. Mm, like, okay. If you haven't read it, you should. Have you read it? 
No, but but now I'm like, maybe we should invite her on a future podcast. A special <laughs> guest, talk, tell us about stories. So kind of wrapping up Ascent, um, favorite Ascent moment? <laughs> um, I thought it was really special just like, how much everyone was there to celebrate the game. We saw a bunch of cosplays. I think that was really special. Like this guy right here dyed his hair to cosplay oh, yeah. Mordred. It's, it's still blue. And yeah. uh, you're wearing your Lorraine inspired outfit. My Lor- Lorraine cool. casual inspired outfit. Yeah. And then Connie cosplayed Bedivere. Mm-hmm. There was a Sylvie cosplayer. It was, the energy was great. I, I really liked meeting Hanchu. Because <laughs> um, I, I I was cosplaying as like the, her, uh, special promo art of the anime north casual like modern version of mordred yeah um and uh getting to meet her and then she was like really appreciative of like uh like someone cosplayed her art and had to talk to her a lot That's and cool. took a picture together and she's so nice yeah. and um didn't she give yeah. you a hug like the day yeah, after yeah. yeah i was like i was like yay yeah <laughs> <laughs> i made i made my event um yeah it's very wholesome yeah. Oh, and speaking of wholesome, getting to meet people in real life that we had only known online before or like looked up to. Yeah. That was that was really cool. I, I, right. Like, wasn't there like a whole thing where people were writing their screen names on their shirt or, or sorry, like a name tag, oh. but it would be like your your Discord name, not your real mm. name, right? That makes sense. Like I met, I met the Jesus randomly. Oh, yeah. Oh. I was like at the, 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 the um, ticket redemption booth. The Jesus like, hey, Mark from Solar Games. Like, <laughs> To Jesus? <laughs> He's like one of the few people who have his like real face on his avatar. Yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah. right. That's I was right. like, wait, you're you're here? Because the whole time he was still typing. Remember, during Ascent, the um the GA Discord was really dead. Like really dead, uh-huh. right? But to Jesus was still like, hey guys, like here, let's talk about this. Like he was keeping it alive. So I thought he was not here. Oh <laughs> it was a really cool moment where I was like, wait, I thought you you're here. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to like, you know, keep everybody like involved, tell people what's going Aww. on. Ascent. It was really nice. Like people were really caring about the community. Uh, Gio was really cool. Like, mm-hmm. I think I walked into the hotel. Gio's like, Mark, I'm like, really tall guy. There's an avatar that's really tall. Gio? And it's like, you know, he's Australian accent. I'm like, oh, it's Gio. Yep. The and I was like, recognizing it was cool. Like just seeing a line, yeah, you know, line meeting people in person. Cool. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely. Uh, but also, I think we shouldn't just ignore our dev interview. That was really special. Yes. I actually really enjoyed uh, filming for that. Yeah. That was such a privilege. Yeah. To get four out of six devs on the team. We, we, were, we were promised one. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys know this, right? Until like right. basically until the moment before we were promised one. I'm like running around every day. I'm like, how about two? How about like two and a half? Can please I get like 1.75? We, we really owe it to those, <laughs> yeah. those guys. I'm super grateful that yeah. they were willing to... Um, give up their time to be able to chat with us yeah I was embarrassed actually I, I felt like my questions weren't good enough for that interview because I didn't realize we were going to have so many people in high quality panel um, so yeah, you were great next time we do this we're going to have better questions anyways <laughs> cool alright so that wraps it up for our Ascent um, I think another thing that came out of Ascent I think we should just cover real quick for everybody is the um, re- reveal Product info on uh, ALC, yes. mm-hmm. uh, al- alchemical revolution. I still can't get this right. Alchemical revolution. Alchemical revolutions. Okay. Revolution or revolutions? Revolution. One word. Okay. Uh, no S. Um, so in this set, there will be uh, three new champions slash classes. And as far as we can tell, this is they're saying these are the final three classes. We suspect there could mm-hmm. be new ones in the future. But you know, at least for now, it wraps up, like I guess, what, what was promised. 
right? The range, mm-hmm. like things that they kind of already spoiled on other cars, Guardian, Ranger, Cleric. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there will be three new elements as well. These are advanced elements, not basic. Next episode, a little preview for that, we will be going a little bit deeper into the actual cards of uh, ALC and talk about the new mechanics and those kind of things. Spoiler season. Spoiler, spoiler season, that's right. We have to spoil our cards first and see what we got. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, were there any cards spoiled so far that caught your eye? Go in any order. You can go first. Sir, da- Dahlia. Yes. Dahlia is my new new, new girl friend. Dahlia. <laughs> All right. Dahlia is a really cute girl. She is so cute and has so much utility. Okay. Um, let me let me read the card yep. to please, everybody please so that do. people know. Dahlia, idyllic dreamer. It's a water element um, ally. Has a activation cost of three. Uh, it's a unique ally. Ranger automaton. Right. Um, it has a class bonus of on attack. Look at the top card of your deck. If it is a water element card, you may put that card into your graveyard. Okay. And then Dahlia has range X, where X is the amount of water element cards in your graveyard. And just to explain range to people, uh, range is basically a mechanic that's saying uh, if a ally is in a mode called distant, that means they're kind of like backline, if you think about it, then they can do X more. Uh, I think it's like plus X, on, plus X for that turn, right? Until the end, the end step. So X is where they just get more damage. And this ally is a uh, one attack, three defense ally. Right, please comment on your, why Dahlia is your favorite card. Have I not already said she? Yeah, <laughs> the art alone is, oh, is, is the art. beautiful. Oh, well, okay. And she has a lot of utility. Okay. I like that she like, <laughs> I mean, like you get to, gl- well, it's not really a glimpse, but like yeah. you get to look at your card, you get to possibly mill the card, you possibly get to do like really explosive damage, yeah. which is mm-hmm. what water was really lacking. Yeah. Um, she does so much. Like yeah, I- what the heck? Why does water have like the biggest single swing attacks in the game? Because- uh, The Aaron first, Aaron died, and now we had this. before. Uh, displace. Ah, uh, yeah. Over, <laughs> that's why it displaces too right? good. You dial <laughs> that's it. why we got a bad displace. <laughs> Um, no, this card artwork is incredible. Uh, it's probably the one of the nicest arts uh, in I've ever seen uh, Grand Archive. Yeah. Like, her design is like looks straight out of Guilty Gear. She's like wearing like a, a bullet dress. Um, it's it's really a nice looking card. Oh, sorry. I have a very important opinion about ALC. Okay. Uh, which is that Dahlia, Rose, and Crimson Tear are an, a robot idol group and I will take no arguments <laughs> basically <laughs> who's the singer all of them oh, oh so this is not like one of those like where one is good looking one is the singer <laughs> or a slash rapper and one is like, do, you, the dancer. do you follow <laughs> idols like well, no it's K-pop? true like who's who's the main vocal yeah main like, vocal who the main who's the dancer who's got uh, the, I guess Crimson Tear is the visual she's she gotta be the dancer she, she's the hot one right oh she's the dancer oh cause she's got like a leotard going yeah yeah okay. yeah Dahlia maybe is like the the <laughs> Singer or actor? Uh, yeah, I can see like just like the cute member, yeah, mm-hmm. the like cute the personality member. maybe. Yep. Ro- Rose might be the main vocal or the rapper. Team lead, team lead, rapper, rapper. <laughs> team captain. <laughs> I can imagine their idol group name being like Automation or something. You know, like oh like all caps, <laughs> oh like, stylized with like some symbols yeah. in between. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Prismatic, because all three colors. Yeah. Continue. Anyway, thanks, Continue for, on. thanks for indulging me. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, thank you for indulging us. Fomi, do you have a favorite card? Um, 
So nothing is like super jumping out, but I thought one that was kind of intriguing is um, the, the the domain as the same thing. Just uh, you know, speaking of domains, mm. yeah, uh, the new domain that was revealed. Um, okay. It seems qu- quite different from the other domains that we've had so far. Let me read the cards yeah. to our audience. Uh, Sanctum of Esoteric Truth. It's a normal element domain. Activation cost of two. Domain Cleric Throne. Um, whenever your champion levels up, you may put two cards from your hand and or memory on the bottom of your deck. If you do, draw two cards. That's it. So kind of like an Orb of Regret type of thing. But the fact that it's that's it, there's no downside. There's no upkeep. That's like, that's the first domain with no upkeep, which is really sad because that means Right of Realm is like even more useless now. <laughs> oh. um, but uh, I had the leveling up and down thing got, of oh, course, got the gear the, spinning. The fog Xander. Um, but I, I kind of, it, yep. it's probably not good enough because it doesn't do anything on its own. And so like, if you play this, you're down a card, but you haven't gained any advantage yet. And then you have to level up mm-hmm. and down, which is which means you have to spend even more cards to do it. So like you're gonna spend a lot of cards to try to get this kind of a looting effect, um, which is really strong. It's putting, you know, looking at two cards every time you do it is not trivial, um, but it's gonna be difficult to say if it's gonna be good or not. Yeah. Right. So um, we do have a question this week from our viewers. Uh, so this is on I think YouTube. This is on YouTube. Uh, before I get started on that, if you have a question for Talk GA, easiest way to do this is if you're watching on YouTube or any of the platforms, then make a comment in the comment section, hashtag Talk GA, and then your question. Or if you're listening on a podcast platform, then you can simply email solargamesllc at gmail.com. Again, just subject Talk GA questions, and then I'll know it's for this podcast. So the question from Walter D02 is, um, I don't necessarily think so yet, but it, is it possible there are too many options and variety in GA? I think a little bit more specifically, it seems super difficult to lock down and build sideboards accordingly because there is no one deck at the moment, and I don't think there can be. Feels like there's always a counter to one one deck you may play. Is that healthy? Uh, I'll pass this to Fomi, actually. It's kind of a good problem to have, uh, too much variety. Actually, I, I don't... I wouldn't have agreed with this premise um, and t- just like maybe like a couple weeks ago, but I think post bans, there is actually going to be a, a large amount of variety. Um, and I think it's kind of a feature of the game that it's supposed to feel impossible to sideboard for every situation. And it's like that with other card games too, right? Like you're not supposed to be able to have an answer for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to kind of make a meta call mm-hmm. and be like, well, I think most play people are going to be playing this, so I'm going to stack my sideboard with the answers against this. Yeah. Um, but I think this person brought up something really interesting, which is there seems to be a lot of strong silver bullet cards mm-hmm. in Grand Archive that is, I think, not as prevalent in some other card games, mm-hmm. whereas other card games have like soft counters in, for example... Uh, Give us an example of a silver, yeah. Silver yeah, Fractured color. Crown. They made like a bunch of trinket regalia that just hose one color. Um, and then, like the like Viridian trinket. Yeah, Viridian yeah. trinket is disgusting. It's gross. I think we were worried about it being strong. It's actually the strongest trinket, right? Everybody's running running it because it's like, oh, my playing my opponent's playing water. I'm gonna pull this out and cost zero, and then like you're it's like, fun. unless it's you can do zero cost domain. 
<laughs> yeah, like it's it's a really strong trinket. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe just kind of a flavor of this game that it you not only are there really strong silver bullet cards, you always have access to them because they're regalia. Yeah. Um, it's like as if you could like always search your sideboard and like put it into like whenever you need it, put it in. Um, but it may be because the strategies are very powerful. Yeah. In Grand Archive, there's like. You know, if you, for example, didn't have Tithe Proclamation um, <laughs> before the bannings, it was so easy to just draw a crazy amount of cards and win. Um, I don't know. Like, Eva, what do you think? Like, I, 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 I would kind of disagree with the part where they said that there is no one deck at the moment. At least, I don't know about right now, but like, definitely... Post or sorry, pre-ban, there there was absolutely one deck. Which one deck was it? Uh, I think Fire Merlin. I mean, right? it, it, I mean yeah, it didn't Ascent win Street. Ascent, but yeah, like yeah. that's because True Champion Gaming like uh, specifically foresaw that everyone would be running a certain kind of Merlin, and they were like, "Well, we're gonna play the deck that counters yeah. it." Mm-hmm. But like, sorry, this is kinda, I, I was. Wondering whether I should talk about this when we were talking about the bands or not, mm-hmm. but I was kind of looking at the numbers for um, like the champions that people played at Ascent, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was like uh, like 107 out of 207 people were pl- were running level three Lorraine or level three Merlin in their deck list. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like yeah. over 50 percent of people were running Crux. For this is crazy. <laughs> like, basically, one card that drove us all there, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like fifty percent of people were running one advanced elements when there, one advanced element when there's four advanced elements. How many? How many Sylvies were on the? Do you remember? Total. Yeah. Not not that like many. Less than ten. I think there were more than ten, but like very like maybe low low two digits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think there was like one Allen. <laughs> oh yeah. Of course, there's always going to be one Allen. There's always going to be one Tristan. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the thought, but I don't, I don't think it's related to this comment anymore. <laughs> but just like how people were saying that during some mirror games, yeah. like it was very predictable who would win. Mm-hmm. Um, like people were saying, like, oh, if it's Rye versus Rye, then it's just whoever goes first, whoever gets to level three first, or Merlin's also like whoever gets the crux first, whoever gets the loop mm-hmm. first. It's like very obvious who's gonna win. Yeah. So I think just like getting rid of that predictability is probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like like you don't True. have to sit down and feel like oh fuck I already lost this game, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like yeah. you always want to feel like you have a chance. Yeah, I'll just add one one perspective from the like just playing a lot of decks. I felt like prior to the ban, um, actually this the, uh, de- deck variety was actually worse in DOA I think than in FTC. DOA felt very like either you're playing Rai or you're playing uh, Lorraine with Insol, and it was like basically you, Lorraine was wind or fire. There's no there was, okay, there was water, but not really. And then you're playing Rye, right? And it's just fire Rye. There's not even a wind ride deck list. Mm-hmm. And then everything else is just not even viable. Like you can play it, you could win sometimes, but it's not viable. FTC really, I think honestly, we got to rock, paper, scissor. FTC was wind and fire Merlins. And then you have your Rye still. Mm-hmm. And then you had a low to the ground like Lorraine. And of course, True Champion showed everyone with a like wind Lorraine that's ally rush, right? There's, I, I felt like with five decks, it's actually already fairly healthy. Like mm-hmm. a lot of card games, they are aiming for about like five to seven viable decks. It's, it was very, very good already. Okay. Set two. It's only two sets. Set so two. Yeah. And it was like, good. Okay. they didn't have to ban any card. They introduced two cards basically that changed everything, right? The Merlin and the Tithe. 
that really you know shook shook the format a little bit. I think what you're going to see now, instead of having rock paper scissor, which is a nice balance, is you're going to see like rock green rock versus like blue scissor, and how does that work? It's like a really interesting new balance that we're going to start seeing. Like, how does Fog Xander stack up against? I don't know. Like, Fog Xander is how not, does Fog it's Xander not stack a real up? deck. It's a meme. <laughs> kind of, but not really, right? Like, if for example, how does Fog Xander stack up against a Sylvie deck? Both kind of going late game. Can it like just burn out by leveling, deleveling, leveling, deleveling, and Sylvie can't hit because there's no true sight? Like, how does that work? I don't know. And that that I think is the most interesting. Are we going to go from five to seven viable decks to twelve? That would be extremely healthy for the game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, well, after the regionals, we'll have a better idea. But I actually think we're, we're walking into a very healthy meta right now. Super exciting. Well, just I think that's going to be it for us. Thank you all for listening. Uh, reminder, this is Talk GA. And, uh, you know, we discuss Grand Archive and all the aspects of it. So uh, we'll see you next time. Stay classy. Stay classy. Stay classy. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> Excellent.